0: Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for your son. Thank you that we can sing songs of praise and worship, that we can gather. God, I pray for everyone who is watching online as well, for their safety, for our community, God. We do pray for healing throughout our community as COVID numbers are on the rise. God, we also know that COVID is not the only pandemic. And so we pray for the spiritual and emotional well-being of the people in our church family and in our community as well. And so whether they're in this room, they're watching this online, or maybe they're listening later on podcast, God, I pray that you would use this message, use your word to encourage us and challenge us today. May we experience your spirit and your presence. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about the idea of wonderful joy. Wonderful joy. Now, I almost called the message weird joy because the story we're going to look at today is just odd. I'm just being transparent with you. The location, the actions. The actors in this story, the characters in this story are just strange. <laughs> if, you, if you add in some scary, creepy monsters, you could almost call this Stranger Things. Ooh, we could call it Manger Things. <laughs> okay, that was bad, I'm sorry, sorry. Apologize for that. <laughs> well, I wanna talk to you this morning about the shepherds from the Christmas story. it just seems weird that God introducing the coming of the Savior of the world would pause and spend about 12 verses or so and talk about shepherds. Like, was he thinking to himself up in heaven, okay, a couple thousand years from now, when people do Christmas pageants, they're going to need a few extra roles. (laughs) Because you know what happens. You know who gets the role of shepherds, don't you? It's the kids that are a little rambunctious or they can't remember the lines for the play. So what what role are you? Oh, you're going to be a shepherd. (laughs) And the boys want that too because they think they get a staff and and it's like a weapon they can use in rehearsal. Quick show of hands of those in the room. Does anyone play a shepherd or had their kid play a shepherd? Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense over there. Okay. Uh, No, it's this idea that shepherds themselves is a weird placement in the Christmas story. If you ever ever stop to think about it, we hear the Christmas story every year and we see nativity sets and we see like fancy plates and cups and pictures. And so we just accept it. But shepherds was an everyday ordinary vocation. They couldn't even testify legally or really their testimony wasn't seen valid in court. They had a nice little highlight in Psalm 23 where they talked about God being a shepherd. But remember, the Christmas story is Jesus coming in as a baby and so... He has not yet called himself the good shepherd like he did in John 10. And so right now you have the story of these everyday blue-collar, hard-working shepherds in the middle of a field, in the middle of the night. And yet through studying this story, we're going to see how God delivers and brings us joy. I want to walk through this passage, and we're going to work through it together, and we're going to pause a lot through the passage because I want to give a little bit of insight and honestly just want to share a little bit of my quirkiness about how my mind works. My mind just kind of works differently sometimes, and so when I read, thoughts pop up, and so maybe your mind is a little quirky like mine, and then you'll, you'll think, eh, I thought the same thing, or maybe I can share a little bit of insight of stuff that you've never thought about from this story. So if you have your Bible, open up to Luke chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 8. Luke chapter 2, verse 8, and we're going to read this story together and pause as we go along. It It starts off, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Now that phrase, in the same region, shows that the shepherds were not that far away from Bethlehem, but they had no idea that Jesus was coming. That could be a whole nother sermon, but how many people are so close to Jesus and they have no idea that he's there? They're in the region, but they're just minding their own business, right? I wonder, back in the day, do Shepherds, do they have business cards? Like, do they have companies like Shepherds Inc? Maybe the tagline, like, hey, join Shepherds Inc. We're outstanding in our field. Okay, that was bad. Sorry. I have a lot of apologies for me today for bad jokes. (laughs) But they were keeping watch over their flock at night. They were doing a graveyard shift, a blue collar job in the graveyard shift. Things that they have done every day for years. If you're working the night shift, it's not that exciting, is it? The sheep are smelly, you're not celebrated. It's not like you have people in the stands cheering you on to watch sheep. You're just there. Carl, how's it going? Good. What are they doing, sleeping? You hear any wolves? Nope. For hours on end, they're just hanging out. But yet it's in the middle of this, in the middle of the night, in the middle of a field, angels come. Let's keep reading. Verse 9, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Notice that phrase, of the Lord. And I want you to hang on to that. We're going to talk about that in just a few moments. But for now, you see the angel of the Lord and the glory of the Lord showed up. You got the angel of the Lord and the glory of the Lord, and it showed up to them there in the field, I think too. Like, have you ever seen that movie Angels in the Outfield? I could do a Bible version: Angels in the Shepherds' Field. Except, I don't know who ever thought about casting Christopher Lloyd as an angel. Like, did they really think Chris? Can you really say that Christopher Lloyd from that Angels in the Outfield movie had a face of an angel? I don't think so. So, an uh, angel comes, not Christopher Lloyd there to the shepherds, angels in the shepherd's field, and appears to them and glory shines around them and they were filled with fear. Can we agree that that's an understatement of the year? That if you're just watching sheep in the middle of the night, no one is around and all of a sudden, an angel shows up and glory is shining around. And let's continue. And the angel said to them, Fear not. So they were filled with fear, and immediately the angel eases that fear. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Good news of great joy. It's interesting that it's not good news with great joy. Quick show of hands. How many people in the room are morning people? Okay, how many people are not morning people? Okay, those hands went up a lot slower. <laughs> and there's a little hint of bitterness looking at the morning people that raise their hands. Have you ever, For those of you who are not morning people, I would not consider myself a morning person. Have you ever gone into the workplace or in a group meeting and you walk in and a morning person greets you? Hey there, how are you doing? And they have like so much energy and you're like, whoa, decaf. Um, right? Right? Well, because you have this, they have this pep, they have this energy. You're like, ah, I need, I need, a, I need some time. Give me some space <laughs> before I can get there. Notice that in this story, it's not good news with great joy. It's not the angels going, hey, and like going through. And it's not breaking this down. It's saying good news of great joy. In other words, the news is the joy. Put it this way. Joy is not the label on your Amazon package. It's what's in the box. It's not the delivery system. It is the object that is being delivered. Jesus is the gift. Jesus is the joy. And how crazy is it that you have shepherds and then you have angels and saying, I'm going to bring you great joy. And then they say, that will be for all people. Remember, these are shepherds in the middle of the night, graveyard shift, whose testimonies are not valid in court, and yet God chose them to testify of his coming. It just keeps getting weirder. Then in verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ who is, what? What? the Lord. Okay, so we have the angel of the Lord shining with the glory of the Lord, proclaiming the coming of the Lord. So from the very beginning, Jesus is being equated as God. It's not just a baby. He's the Savior. And the city of David is referring to the prophecy that the Messiah would come through the lineage of David, and be born in the town of Bethlehem by a virgin named Emmanuel. And so he's declaring, the angel is declaring to these shepherds that the Savior is born. The Messiah is born. The Lord is here. He says, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Shepherds are very familiar with mangers and feeding troughs for animals. So that's a crazy story, isn't it? Shepherds, angels, I bring you joy. The savior is here. Awesome, where do we find him? In a feeding trough. What? (laughs) This is just getting weird. Okay, verse 13. And suddenly there was the, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. So even in angels, there's always a front man. So the first angel is like the Beyonce or Timberlake of the angel group that comes out front, dances all those moves. It's like, I bring you great news. And all of a sudden, the rest of the band joins in. And together, they say this. They say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. So they are praising and glorifying God. Hang on to that, those two thoughts. The angels who were created specifically for the purpose of glorifying and praising God are singing of his glory. Verse 15, And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. You see a little bit of their education in this process. I mean, lights shining, angels blaring, a choir singing, oh, glory to the Lord, go find the Savior in a manger. And when they leave, they go, let's go see this thing. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. You want to go? Can you imagine if you were a shepherd, but you were off that night? You've been working for years, and then the one night that you're not on duty, angels show up and tell you to go do something. And so they have this crazy story, but they're like, eh, let's go check it out. Let's go, let's go see this thing. <laughs> I love it. I love the response. right, let's, let's, let's go see what's going on. Let's see if this is legit. And then they go on. Verse 16, and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. A couple of things. First, they went with haste. That means that they obeyed immediately. This could be a whole nother sermon, but it's important to notice that you don't have to understand fully to obey immediately. They didn't know all the answers. They weren't prepared and ready for this. But they obeyed. And they went with haste. And here's something I never thought about before. That word found means that they had to search. Can you imagine how crazy it would be to be shepherds searching through the village at night looking for a baby in the manger? Who is it? It's Carl. Who? Carl the shepherd? Yeah, what do you want? It's like super late. Do you have a baby in your feeding trough? No? Okay, sorry to bother you. Next house. (laughs) Think about how crazy that is. The fact that they found them means that they had to search these dirty, smelly, Guys who were not highly touted as celebrated workers in the village were going through looking for this crazy idea of a baby in a manger. And then I had another thought. What did they do with the sheep? Do they have like a hundred sheep walking through the village with them? They knock on the door. What's going on? Or did they get like a sheep babysitter? Probably the latter. Because think about this. If sheep see a manger, what are they thinking? Food. Food. They could have eaten Jesus. (laughs) Think about it. They show up up to bless Mary and Joseph, and they're like, we've come to the church. Stop it. No, no, bad sheep. Don't eat Jesus. Don't eat. (laughs) I think they call that manger danger. That was bad. I'm sorry. You see how crazy the story is? They go around, search, they find, that's crazy too. They actually find Mary and Joseph in a stable and Jesus in a manger. Verse 17 When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen and had been told to them. Jesus included shepherds for joy. It was for their joy But notice, it was also for the joy and worshiping of Mary and Joseph. We haven't even talked about how crazy that story is. God impregnates a teenage girl who then has to tell her fiance, hey, I'm pregnant, don't worry, it's the savior of the world. What? But then he gets spoken to by a dream as well as her and commits to her and then now has to follow government orders of a census to go back to this tiny village of bethlehem and now you got this young teenage couple traveling for miles across the desert with a very much pregnant woman <laughs> who knows how many times they had to stop to use the bathroom but along the way and so they're going and then they show up to bethlehem and there's no room you don't think they pause to think god if you plan this whole thing don't Don't you think you could have reserved a room at the hotel for us? But no, there's no room. They end up in a stable. They end up giving birth and placing Jesus in a manger. And the first people to visit the hospital to say congratulations on your new baby. Not family. Not religious leaders. Not town leaders. Shepherds. (laughs) But at the same time, imagine how incredible it was when the shepherds showed up and said, an angel told us to find the baby in the manger. And how affirming it was that God was present. How much joy was experienced in that moment. And it says there that they went out and told people. The same people whose testimonies weren't valid in court, were now testifying of what God had done. And notice that last phrase, returned glorifying and praising God. Whose role was that? The angels. So they started out as shepherds and they returned with the job description of angels. And this story was not just told then, but told again and again and again and again. So that 2,000 years later, we celebrate and experience joy. And so it is also for us today. I love that God used this weird story with the strange characters of the shepherds to show us that joy is possible. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The joy of the Lord is available to everyone and changes everything. The joy of the Lord is available to everyone and changes everything. If God can speak to shepherds in the middle of the night during their shift... To go and find a baby in a manger. God can work in your situation right now. It's less about you just searching for God and more about allowing God to find you. Joy is present and joy is possible. And when you experience Jesus, when you experience the joy of Christmas and the meaning of Christmas, it changes everything. So what does joy give us? I believe you can find joy in three ways. You can find joy in three ways based from the story. Number one, joy is found in the message of faith. The shepherds receive joy when they receive the message from the angels. I bring you good news of great joy. In the same way... My hope is that when you watch online or you gather together every Sunday, that when you hear a message of faith, that you walk out with joy. Or when you have a conversation with a fellow believer or a Christian and they encourage you and they give you a little seed, a little nugget, a little Chick-fil-A nugget with sauce on the side, a little verse thrown in, and they give you a little insight, a little pick-me-up, and they send you that text message or that phone call. When you receive that message of faith, Don't you walk a little higher? Head up a little bit taller? Yes. Because there's joy when you receive a message of faith. But secondly, joy is found in intentional obedience. The shepherds didn't accidentally find Jesus. They went with haste. They searched and they ultimately found him because they obeyed. There is joy when God prompts something into your spirit and you obey what he tells you to do. There's this sense of purpose, this sense of meaning. It's is a weird birth announcement, isn't it? We're in a day, day and age now where you have to have a special birth announcement where the Instagram post or the video or the, you know, their shoes, expecting one more, right? And you got these little boots next to it, right? And they have different ways. And now they have gender reveal parties where they have blue powder and pink powder. Those are cool, but nothing compares to the birth announcement of Jesus. Unless you were able to coordinate a choir of angels singing praises from heavens, nothing compares to the birth announcement of Jesus, but it almost seems like that birth announcement was sent to the wrong address. <laughs> Doesn't it? Wouldn't it be weird if you had a birth announcement and you just gave it to a stranger here in Desert Ridge Marketplace? Like they're just shopping and then they walk by and you're like, Hey, nice to meet you. Guess what? We're pregnant you'd be like, oh, thank, cool, congrats, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's just weird, but yet this is the story that we have in the Bible, and this is the announcement given to the shepherds, but they didn't just sit there and go, oh, that was nice. They actually went and obeyed what the angels told them to do. And when they did that, they found joy. And the third way that you can find joy that joy is found in the person of Jesus even experiencing Jesus as a baby was enough to change their life forever <clears throat> so when you experience Jesus it changes everything and this joy the joy of the lord as talked about about by the angel of the Lord, discussing the glory of the Lord, announcing the Savior of the Lord, or Savior who is Lord. This joy is available to everyone and changes everything. And it's a nice story, and I loved it. But when I was prepping for this message, I really struggled with two words. And those words were, they returned. They went back. What? They went back? Turn to your neighbor right now and say, they went back. They went back. This blows my mind. They had angels. They had choirs. They had like glory. They had shining lights. They had a savior, a baby born in a manger, and they left. If I'm a shepherd... And I experienced that, and I get introduced to Jesus and Mary and Joseph. I say, hey, cool. It looks like you just gained some shepherds for life. I'm not going anywhere. But they went back. And that was really weird for me because when you read at other times in Scripture, God told Abraham, go. The disciples left their fishing nets aside and followed him. Paul changed course and now was preaching the gospel and they left everything and they moved forward. And in this story, the shepherds went back. But upon further dis- discussion and reading and searching the scriptures, I realized they went back, but everything changed. It's, it's the same, but different Turn to that same neighbor and say, It's the same but different. Here's here's what I mean. They went back to the same situation, but with a new heart. They went back to their same job, but with a new responsibility. They went back to their same view but with a whole new perspective. They went back to their same relationships, but with a whole new love. They went back to their same difficulties, but with a whole new determination. And they went back to their same circumstance, but with new, unexplainable joy. Some people believe that when they come to faith in Jesus, everything in their life is going to change. It's going to become rosy. They're going to be hashtag blessed. (laughs) They're not going to have any issues, any problems. And they have, or they come to church and they have this incredible worship experience and connection with God. But then on Monday, they go back to their job. See, here's, here's where the magic is. Here's where the joy is found. That when you experience joy, it doesn't necessarily change your circumstance, but it always changes you. Some of you want God to change your job. When God says, no, I've changed you and placed you in that job to change everybody that you work with. I don't care if it's mundane, it's medial, and you don't think anybody's watching. I'm watching. I used shepherds whose testimonies weren't even valid in court to declare the coming of the Lord that has echoed for 2,000 years. I used everyday ordinary people where they were to declare that joy was possible and joy is available and joy is there for everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus. Some of you want God to change your diagnosis, and He can. We have a God who heals. But when you have the joy of the Lord, that changes your perspective because when you experience Him, you're not focused on the pain, you're focused on the promise. Some of you want God to change the people in your relationship, your spouse, your kids, your friends. But maybe, just maybe, God has positioned you perfectly in that relationship to show them what joy and purpose and peace and forgiveness and grace looks like. I don't know what situation you're walking into on Monday, but I do know this, that when you have the joy of the Lord in your spirit, it changes everything. And you have a new responsibility, a new opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with everybody around you and you can approach things differently and you can be strong and courageous. Church, lean in, look up real quick, lean into me. Listen, when you leave here, it's still 2020. This pandemic's not over, but with joy you can overcome. If God can use shepherds, he can use you, he can use me. And I don't know what circumstance you're walking back into today or tomorrow, but I do know that if you enter that situation with the joy of the Lord in your heart, It'll change everything. As the band comes up with uh, with eyes closed and heads bowed, I wanna give you the opportunity, those watching or those here in the room to receive this joy. I wanna encourage you to pray along with me right now. Dear God, I need joy in my life. I need you in my life. I cannot make it to heaven on my own. I'm facing anxiety and depression and difficulty. But God, I believe in your son, Jesus, that you didn't just come in a cradle, but you came for the cross. You didn't just come in a moment, but you came on a mission. And that ultimately, Jesus, you came to provide salvation. And so I believe in you. I trust in you. And I commit my life into your hands. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. And this Christmas season, God, help me to experience joy that changes everything and that can only be found in you. God, thank you for choosing to use shepherds because we know that if you can use shepherds, you can use me. And that good news of great joy that was declared 2,000 years ago is still true and echoing into eternity right now. I pray for those who receive you today. I pray for those who are fighting battles, whether it's financial or relational or health. God, we do pray for healing and strength and courage. But right now, in the middle of these circumstances, I pray for a different level of joy, a different kind of joy, a joy that can only come from knowing you. Because while our circumstances might not change, God, you can surely change us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for changing us. Thank you for giving us joy. May we now bring this joy to everyone we talk to this week. It's in your sins we pray, amen. If you prayed to receive Jesus into your life right now, I want to encourage you to fill out that next step card. Let us know that you made that decision or that you have questions or you want to grow in your faith. We'd love to come alongside with you in the spiritual journey. If you're watching online, you can fill out that next step form on missiongrove.info. Take that courageous step. Take that step today. Receive that joy today so that we can come alongside you and encourage you in your journey. Will you stand with me? And will we sing together as we finish this service as a prayer and as a promise and as a declaration of the joy that God has given to all of us here today? Will you sing with me?